This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Uh, well, I think we're doing as well as we can do anyway. So, you know, after yesterday's defeat away at Cardiff City. Thanks for joining me as always, Mr. Kai Bennett. How are you, pal? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Good looking forward to just dissecting a, 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 a loss. As you know, even though it's a loss, it's good to good to talk it through and, and see where we can improve. And hopefully we, we can improve going forward. Indeed, mate. I mean, it's not been great, has it? But I suppose, you know, we have to make do with it and enjoy our Sunday as much as we can. It's always the down after a defeat and always yeah. the high. It normally drags on until at least the Monday or Tuesday as well, doesn't it? So it's going to be a tough one to take, I think, at the minute. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of them ones, isn't it, when you haven't won four games or four into four games into the season. It's, you know, it's a, it can be a little bit, all oh, what's, what's happening here? But hopefully um, we'll turn it around soon enough. 
Cool. We'll go straight to part one. I think everyone can guess what we're going to talk about, and that is yesterday's defeat away at Cardiff City. Okay, welcome to the first part of the show. We're going to try and be as cheerful as possible, Kai, but obviously yesterday Mill lost 3-1 away at Cardiff City. The headers, you know, they're the header FC, I think they're called. You know, eight goals this season from them, eight set pieces, eight headers. I think Aidan Flint's got five and two or five and three or something along those lines. Uh, it just wasn't a great day yesterday, was it, mate? No, no, it wasn't. Um, first half was OK. You know, we, we, we played OK. Um, you know, and, and matched them in the first half, kept them at bay, and, and we looked look quite dangerous ourselves. Um, you know, second half we started it or okay as well, um, and then obviously their, their two goals in four minutes really sort of you know swung the game their way. And then after that, it's it's always hard. You know, it's hard for us to. It almost seems like we we only start playing when we go two 0 down, which is <laughs> which gives you which gives you a massive mountain to climb, doesn't it? And you know, and then to have to try and get two goals back, which to be honest, we nearly did. We very yep. we, we very could have easily done, but. And obviously they killed the game off for the, with their third. So yeah, disappointing day. Disappointing day at the office indeed. I mean, Cardiff City is normally a tough place to go, isn't it, Kai? It's no like kind of, you know, no hot secrets about it really. Mick McCarthy in charge there. Quite a similar team to us, I'm going to say. They play quite a similar setup, similar formation. Um, they've got obviously the big man up front, Keith and Moore, but the defence is similar stature. You know, Aidan Flint, Sean Morrison, Curtis Nelson. These are real experienced central defenders, at some of them at this level. And also the physicality. It's much like Millwall and it was going to be a dogfight. Ultimately, we lost that dogfight yesterday, didn't we, mate? Which is, I mean, for, for us as a Millwall side that pride ourselves on, you know, defensive solidarity, quite difficult to beat, especially in the air with the likes of Cooper in there. Obviously, no Hutchinson, which is obviously, we've said it before, massive miss. When he's out the side, you miss him more than anything, really, I feel like. And it's three headers. I mean, if you're Rowett, you've got to be pissed off of that uh, yesterday, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, that, that that's just not as a Millwall performance. You know, that, that's what, as you said, we pride ourselves on that. And, and we didn't do any of that yesterday. I think Hutchinson is is a huge blow um, to, to be out until October, was it? But, you know, only positive thing is, obviously, the international break will will uh, limit the amount of games he misses. But, you know, still then he has to get up to speed again. He's going to be a big miss. And Murray Wallace has done well in there while, while he's been out. But we really need Hutchinson back in. I think Ballard's been fantastic still. Ballard seemed like he, he went down well yesterday as well. Um, so, you know, Ballard isn't the problem. Keeper got taken off for Mahoney, which was a strange one. Hopefully no injury problems there. Just hopefully just the tactical formation. Obviously, Danny McNamara is now out as well. So, yep. you know, that was a big miss yesterday as well. I think Danny, you know, is is, is really physical and he, he would have stopped their, you know, their left winger and, and even helped with balls into the box as well. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it's a tough one, tough one to take, but we need to improve going forward. So let's talk about the team news. You mentioned it there. Obviously, we was expecting a few changes. I mean, we spoke about Romeo the other day with myself and Mickey. Uh, obviously, the Fulham game, a lot of people disappointed with his performance. He kept his place in the team because Matt Amara is now out for six weeks. Uh, we went with a, a similar sort of 11 to really on Tuesday, really. Not many changes. I think it was just the one um, when I'm looking at the team. Bill Kowski in goal, Cooper, Murray Wallace and Ballard. Scott Lowe left wing back, Romeo right wing back, Keithton Belt. Evans comes in for Leonard, who's also injured for a couple of weeks. By the sounds of it, I've read through the grapevine. Uh, George Savile, Wallace and Afobi. I mean, so obviously we mentioned Romeo keeping his place there. I think Matt Namara's got a similar sort of injury by the looks of it to Hartrell, a similar sort of time frame. He's out for six weeks, isn't he, Kai? Which is obviously going to be a huge miss. And yeah, I mean, just kind of highlights the, the you know, the, the demands of the championship, really. And thankfully, we've got a bigger squad, so we can deal with these injuries. But, you know, Leonard's... McNamara both really would have probably had a noticeable difference to make yesterday. I feel like, yeah, I think I think Leonard Leonard is one of them players that they, he's always up for the fight and he's always up to to work hard and battle. And I'm not I'm not this I'm not um 
you know, uh, being being you know horrible about Evans in any way at all. But I just think Leonard is more suited to that, uh, more more suited to that sort of you know scrap and you know and work hard for the ball. Um, I think Danny is better suited than Marlon to doing that as well. I think Marlon gives you positive aspects of the game, and uh, despite not having a good game against Fulham on Tuesday night, you know, I think some of that may be down to lack of match fitness, lack of game time. Um, I can't comment too much on his performance yesterday, but obviously with Danny out for, for six weeks, we're going to need Marlon to step up again and, and, and back to hopefully get back to his best of what he could be. Remember when we were before, even before we had Danny, um, but then obviously we need Danny to, to get back into the team when he when he's fit again. I wonder if uh, Leonard was fit. Maybe Leonard might have played right wing back yesterday. I mean, I'm not suggesting, you know, Romeo would have got hooked by Rowett, but obviously at half time on Tuesday night, he got pulled off. Uh, Matt Morrow didn't come on. Leonard went to right back at the time when we went to back four. And obviously in this game again today, uh, yesterday, sorry, we went to another back four. I mean, the first half you mentioned there, it was a bit of a stalemate, wasn't it? No side really kind of tested. Uh, I didn't go to the game myself. I was working, unfortunately. But, you know, looking at the highlights, there was not really anything to take from the first half. It looked like Moore had a chance. We headed uh, onto the bar. Uh, and then aside from that, it was pretty much the teams cancelled each other out, wasn't it? I think, you know, we said obviously how they're quite a similar side to us. And obviously we're competing. Looks like we were kind of battling and obviously limiting their kind of threat from set pieces. Um, and yeah, the first half kind of cancelled each other out, and I suppose second half just fell to pieces. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess when we as soon as we scored, as soon as they scored that first goal, we had to come at them a bit more. Which obviously then they scored a second goal, which which killed us a little bit. Um, but I thought we showed good character to actually come back into it after that. Um, and, and and Malone obviously hit the bar, didn't he? Um, which probably he probably should score from there, really, shouldn't he? Um, you know, and then they score a third to kill the game off. It was a you know, when we went back to two one. If we if Malone scores, that makes it two two with ten minutes to go. Could we then potentially go on and, and win it with the with a team with the with the momentum? So you know, but then again, it shouldn't be taking us till two 0 down to, to start playing. That's something we need to you know work on and, and try and get the first goal like we used to. And you know, one thing I have noticed this year is that our defence hasn't been as solid. And you know, we've we've said Hutchinson's out, we said Batnamara's out, um, but you know, we we were very good defensively. When Danny was at St Johnston as well, obviously Marlon was our first first choice right back then, mm-hmm. and and Marlon needs to step back up to to that to that sort of standard he was, and then step up while Danny's out, um, and and we need to try and fill the gap for for Hutch while he's out as well, and try and get that defensive stability back. I've got to bang on about it, but you know set pieces defensively we're normally solid, and obviously we conceded against Blackburn from a set piece, and then obviously. F- like three kind of set pieces yesterday. The first two, obviously, I think Wallace got beaten in the air to a header by Flint. Second goal, Jake Cooper, who you'd kind of bank on winning every header in the box, not even competing there. And you mentioned him getting uh, subbed off. I think it's usually, obviously, someone like Murray Wallace that'll make way if we're kind of chasing the game. Or we might put someone else left back and keep Cooper on. He's played every minute of every game he's been available for normally. Do you think that maybe was maybe Rowick? I mean, he looked pissed off when he came off Cooper. I think he took his shirt off and just obviously sat on the sideline. He's obviously, you know, he's not going to kick up a fuss, but... I think he's obviously had a bad day at the office there. Maybe that's Rowett kind of giving him maybe a kick up the arse a little bit there, kind of, you know, buck your ideas up. You know, Flint is obviously a threat. They brought on this Giles who provided two quality deliveries in for Flint. And obviously he put us to the sword there in a sense. And, you know, this is a carbon copy of Tuesday night when they played Peterborough. They were 2-0 down and they kind of threw him on this Giles player. He's obviously got a wicked delivery on him. And Rowett said after the game, we, we, we worked on this. We said to them, look, you need to compete in the air. You need to stop the deliveries into the box because they're going to punish you. And they did exactly that. And I think that's the most disappointing thing for me, Kai. Like, obviously, we're playing to stay in games quite a lot. A lot of people are critical of Rowett for that because we don't really put teams to the sword. We don't really go for it ourselves. We don't. We just kind of look to kind of nick a 1-0 if we can, don't we? And I, I, I just think 
for Millwall to concede from three headers, it's appalling. It, for us, a Mill side with Cooper in there, Ballards, you know, even the midfield physicality of Evans, and then you mentioned Keifton Bell. These are players in there that, you know, normally could put a shift in and make a real difference in games. But I don't know. Were they not up for it? What, what do you think it was? I don't know. It's a, it's a really odd one, isn't it? Because... As you said, normally they're, they're they're brilliant in that sort of in that sort of sense. I don't know whether it's just whether Cardiff were just you know I don't know whether they're their three centre backs were I don't know how big Flint is I know, I know he's big but I don't know is he bigger than Cooper I don't think he's bigger than Cooper than is he um, I mean they've got Nelson as you said they've got Morrison but they're three massive centre backs but realistically we've got three big centre backs too I know that Morrison and Nelson and uh, Flint are probably are probably bigger in height compared to our three but still they still should be battling and their three goals I think their second one was completely um he was completely free wasn't he Flint I think um which you know to even not have someone on, on him is, is just not good enough so uh yeah they, they need to they need to liven up and, and and improve on that because next week at the den is a massive game for them and if they, they play like that then it won't be they won't get a good reception. You mentioned the changes we made I think it was Matt Smith and Conor Mahoney came on approximately around the 70 minute mark after we went 2-0 down we gave it a good go like you said you know Flint came and scored twice Smith and Mahoney come on I thought Mahoney looked good in patches um, again, that's Mahoney in a nutshell. Smith obviously offers that physicality. We go to a back four and uh, we do get a goal back. A throw we get to sit two in two. If there's any bright spots to take from the last two games, it's certainly that, isn't it, Carl? You know, he's it, got a bit of fortune with the goal. I think he obviously takes it down and then obviously looks to get shot away, gets a slight deflection off the Cardiff player, wrong foot's the goalkeeper and puts us back in the game. Uh, and obviously, you know, like we said, that is a bright spark, isn't it, where a throw just seems to try and find that kind of, you know, he's offering that difference for us, isn't he, up front at the moment? Yeah, definitely. I think that, that's that's a major positive. Um, you know, it's if you, you look at the goal, and obviously there was a huge, there was a, there was another deflection in, involved, but but the touch he actually originally takes to take it over the defender and and to actually get you shot off was class. So yeah, really positive. The ir- ironic thing is now is that we've been looking for a striker to to make the difference in in these tight games, and now we look like we might have a striker that actually can put the ball in the back of the net. Or you know, the other side of the pitch, which normally is absolutely stable as anything seems to be the problem and, and not not the not the going forward. I know we need to score more goals. Obviously one goal isn't enough in a game. Um but a phobia looks to looks to, looks the business and I think you know it's fantastic to see him scoring and, and hopefully long may it continue and we tighten up our defence. So yeah, fingers crossed. You mentioned uh, early on Malone hitting the bar. I think it was, you know, a diagonal long ball over the top to Smith. Smith licks it on. A phobia involved gives it to Wallace. Wallace managed to get the cross in the box. It goes all the way through the players. Malone's at the back of stick mate about 10 yards out, takes the control. It's bobbling a little bit, but if I'm Scott Malone or if I'm a Millwall fan, I'm backing Malone to hit the back of the net there and obviously he shoots and it just clips the top of the bar and goes out, doesn't it? It was unfortunate, really, and I think that's kind of a sign of the day that we had, really. You know, it really didn't fall for us, but, I mean, yeah, Malone doesn't score. I mean, for me, I'd normally back into bury that. Yeah, that, that's the thing, isn't it? I don't know. It was weird. That's the, I, I watched the, you know, and, and he should score from there. That That's a really good, really good opportunity. The Cardiff... Goalkeeper was beaten, was beating all ends up. So, you know, it was it, it should have been two two. And 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 do if we score that, I don't know, I'll ask you a question. If we score that, well, what happens? Do you reckon there's a chance we go on and win it and, and, and mount a comeback? Yeah, I mean it doesn't I suppose it sends everyone home happy if we did get a comeback and I think to be fair to you, if, if Malone sticks that away, you know, it was straight after our first goal back, it could have potentially turned on its head and who knows, we could have maybe gone for the win, as you said there, mate. But I think it doesn't hide, it just papers over the cracks, if anything, really, doesn't it? I think that's the kind of tone that we've got to take today where, you know, we just, we got kind of out-competed. Cardiff aren't going forward necessarily a technical side, like, much like us, like I said, you know, there's a couple of bright sparks in their side, 
But aside from that, there's not really much else they offer apart from their physicality and their threat in the boxes. And that was highlighted with the third goal. I mean, it's Sean Morrison. It's a long throw from Marlon Pack. And it's just an opportune throw in. You know, you've got to take advantage of your set pieces in this division, especially if you've got the edge there. And poor Ballard's. He's obviously done, you know, really well. There's another bright spot at the back. He just gets beat, all, all ends up. And Morrison flicks it into the empty net. It's just, it, it was poor, wasn't it? Another goal where you can't excuse the side, can you? No, it was almost like a, it was almost like one of them long throws that, you, that he's just going to flick it on and hope someone's at the back post. It just, like, it was one, it was a weird one. Like, it was a bit of a nothing goal, wasn't it, really? You look at it, I mean, I don't, Bart doesn't have a, I don't think Bart even sees it until late. He's gone for a crowded bodies, but... You know, it's another one we probably shouldn't be conceding. And obviously, I know we're being we're, we're, we're being quite negative today, aren't we? But that that's not normally us either, is it? But um, you know, it's it's hard to be really positive when you we have a one in four games. I know there's no need to panic yet because obviously it's only four games into the season. But you know, we could be stood here next week with with two wins and you know, win against Blackpool and and we're we're happy days again. You know, but we need to. I think we need to. Maybe the only thing that positive that from yesterday, obviously a phobie. And also, you know, the last four games have really highlighted that we need one, one potentially even two more in. I think before the before the crash window closes. Should we talk about then? Obviously, the post match reaction. I think that's important for us as well to kind of, while some normally positive, and like you said, me and you are probably the most positive out of like most fans out there. To be honest, we could we probably lose five nil, mate, and then I'll be like, oh, but you know, that player done well there for us today. He was a bright spark, and you know, I am always glass half full. To be honest with you, this this is a. It's not a turning point for me. I think a lot of fans yesterday, I think someone captured it well online yesterday. I think it might have been Jack Clark, who I, I know he obviously he puts a lot out there on social media himself as well. But I think he turned around and said, this kind of feels almost like Harris under, I mean, Harris's last days at the club. I'm not for one second saying, right, it's in danger of losing his job because that's clearly not. It's four games into the season and I, I, I was just, I'm really kind of, you know, let's see where we are after 12 to 15 games. Maybe that might be, you know, a case of then we have to assess whether or not the manager maybe has to leave. I mean, I can't believe the question is after four games, to be honest with you, Kai. But the vibe yesterday, especially reading the media, I, I saw the post-match reaction from a lot of fans in the crowd uh, away at Cardiff. And these are our most loyal fans, 700 or so, that always go home and away. I'm normally there myself as well. And I probably would be the same. I'd do that. I, I'd be really disappointed with the performance because we just got out-battled. And for a mill side, we normally back a mill side to battle. And I know it's cliched. But we should really be, you know, not conceding from three headers, three set pieces. And I think Rowett's frustrations after the game was clear to be seen in the post-match interview as well. But ultimately, where what, what happens next? What, what can we do, Kai? That's, you know, it's, it's a huge game next Saturday against Blackpool. Blackpool was just below us in the table. I think they've got two points as well. It's set up to be like a six-pointer four games into the season, almost it feels like. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, and it's and the thing is, it's not a six pointer because you know any team are in, in relegating, you know, are going to potentially go down. It's more of a six pointer because Rowett, you know, need needs to win this game because he needs to get the fans, you know, I guess back on side. And, and to be honest, I both 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 sides, Rowett out, Rowett in. I, I see both of their points, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm I'm sort of sitting on the fence at the moment, um, sort of in the middle, um, sort of you know, I want to keep Rowett into, I want to give him as much time as we can, but I, but I completely get the Rowett out calls as well because I think you know yesterday just wasn't good enough um obviously being out battled and stuff is, isn't good enough but you know what I would what I would do and if, if I was in the situation I'd back for our I'd get him you know the players I know players are le- hopefully going to leave in the next couple of days some players are going to leave you know bring players in get who he wants bring them in one whatever he wants one and I think it's only probably one more player in isn't it probably you know two if two at a push if we're really lucky probably more like one um you know, and then if if we're still not doing well, you know, mid September, 
then that's when you probably have to then question it. But right now, I think, you know, it's important we, we try and back him. And as, as you know, as a club, we back him and we, we give him, you know, they give him some financial support to bring one more player in and then see what happens after that. He always says there's one more player he needs, but I'll be honest with you, Kai. Like, I'm a, I feel like I'm a fan of the system because a lot of teams adopt this. You know, Cardiff had exactly the same formation yesterday. You know, three central defenders, two wing backs, two central midfielders, three attackers. Obviously, sometimes we play three midfielders as well. And that is quite a negative perspective to look at, but a lot of clubs do it in the championship as well. And a lot of clubs that we face this season have kind of set up the same way. QPR set up exactly the same formation. Blackburn tried to match us up as well. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of clubs are playing this kind of free central defender formation. It's almost like the angle we're going after the Euros. A lot of clubs, you know, kind of England obviously adopted it. I think even Italy, you know, play a similar sort of setup as well when they played against stuff. So like this is the kind of the, it always goes in peaks and trust with football. Sometimes it was the 4 3 3 that moved on from another era. Now it's five at the back. As we said this and we spoke about it on countless times in our close season shows and previewing the season. That formation at Millwall, it only buys you a certain amount of time if results don't go your way, Kai. And, you know, what it's, a lot of people, the criticism for, for Rao is, you know, he, he plays to stay in games. It's nil-nil, keep it nil-nil, hopefully nick a, a one-nil. It's, it's like Kenny Jacket. Kenny Jacket used to be like a lot for us as a manager as well. You draw your away games, win your home games, you're into a good formula. Away from home, I'm totally for it, but if he lines up with five at the back against Blackpool, a side that we should be beating at home and we don't get the result, there's only one criticism, I think, for the team and that'll be from the man- for the manager. Yeah, and I think I think yesterday did show you, though, yesterday that with Cardiff, that you can score three goals with, with the with the formation. Yep. I know that, you know, they were we were out of battle yesterday. I know that. Um, and, you know, we probably shouldn't have conceded either of them goals, realistically. But but it does show you, you can score goals from it. And even though I don't, I don't, I don't really like it at home. I think that at home it's, it should be a four-two-three-one or a four-four-two or something different. You know, something make make makes, make us a little bit more unpredictable. Don't turn into games and be obvious. Otherwise, teams can practice it. You get, get, get you get predict. You get, you know, it's way too easy to practice it. Um, you know, so against Blackpool, I'd like to see like a four-two-three-one um, with with a, with a phobia up top, and maybe Jed, um, Savile, and maybe Mahoney in behind behind a phobia. Again, and, and see see what that brings because when we do when we when we have played that last year against Luton, we we beat them two 0 didn't we? And it was quite a comfortable game. We looked really dangerous on the on the break. I know Smith played up top for that, but I think a phobia is is our goal scorer right now, and you've got to keep playing him. He's you know he's scoring goals like you know so that's fantastic. A phobia's the the bright spark in this. It's so difficult though, isn't it? Because you know football's a results game, and if we're not getting results, then you know the manager does get does get questioned. And I think rightly so in this case. And I am a yeah. fan of Rowett. I mean, it's it's difficult for me. I was the same with Neil Harris, to be honest, where like, and that's probably just me where I'm closed-minded and don't really think, this is from my experience anyway. Even when Harris left, I was thinking, who the fuck do we get if, if he was to go? And that's my question now to a lot of these fat people listening. And if you are listening and obviously you're watching this video on YouTube, put in the comments below, if we was to get rid of Rowett, who would you get in if you're Rowett out? It's a difficult pick. Like you got Steve Cooper, I suppose, the old Swansea manager. He's lurking around, played an attractive style of football there, has his connections to the Premier League for loan signings. I suppose that could be a niche you could go for, especially in a club where you can't spend a lot of money. But I struggle to think of names. Like I think Saturday is like a crossroads. And I know it's really stupid to say that five games into the season. This could be, this will be our fifth game of the season next Saturday week. Um, but you've lost opportunities where Blackburn at home, Big gate attendance, first home game of the season in the league. You know, everyone always enjoys the first game of the season. Everyone always enjoys boxing their game. Everyone always enjoys the last game of the season. And they're the games where, like, you've got to win the fans over. You've got to kind of show this is what my team's about. 
And whilst we should have won against Blackburn, albeit only 1-0 because we didn't really create too many opportunities in the game, you, the questions will be asked about here and his team. And I do feel like it's a crossroads where he's either going to be, he's got to be stubborn and stick to what he believes in. And if you're a manager, you've got to back yourself, back your system. We've heard it before. I know, I think it's Joe Carnell, the assistant, isn't it? He, he spoke yeah. to Wall Talk in the close season or in pre-season when they were in Scotland. And he said before even they came to Millwall, they said, this was the formation we wanted to play. We wanted to play three central defenders. We wanted to play two wing backs. We wanted to play this kind of style of play where the central defenders are overlapping. The Sheffield United-esque, what Chris Wilder did over, obviously, when they got promoted. And that first season in the Premier League where it worked so well. But it's a crossroads where you've either got to back yourself and hope it works or give in and almost play to the, what the fans want. And what would you do if you was the manager, Kai? I know you said, obviously, you've played 4-2-3-1 there, but I'll be honest with you, I want to see 4-4-2 next week. I want to see what is on the right. I want to see Mahoney on the left. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to. Because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy. So we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. I wanna see Smith and uh, a phobia up front. As much as I think Smith can't last the game, I understand that, but... This is a real crossroads where he's got to win Mill fans over. I'd even put Ben Thompson back in there in the middle next Saturday because it's got to be a battling Mill performance where we look at him and go, OK, I'd like to see that. And then also I want to see Romeo play right back with what is on the wing and see if he's, you know, give him another chance. Obviously, Romeo is kind of burning his bridges by the sounds of it, Kai. But yeah, like I said, Saturday, it just feels like a proper crossroads game. Yeah, it does. And it is, it, I think it's massive. Um, and, you know, if we win Saturday and Saturday and we play well, you know, then I think... Rauer buys himself a bit more time and he and he gives himself, you know, probably another couple of games at least, um, you know, to, you know, before, band, you know, because I think as soon as you win a game, I think football, as I said, football's a results game. So people, you know, going to be much more positive. And to be honest, I anyone that, you know, says, you know, uh, anyone that says Rauer out and any, whatever fan you are, Rauer out or Rauer in, you know, it's the reason that people are so, I get, uh, you know, are, 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 you know, what, I don't know what the word is more um disappointed i guess is because they love the club and as a fan ourselves we, we get that you know and and i i absolutely get that you know if you love the club you want the best for your club if you if mill aren't doing as well as you want them to do like like we're not at the moment you know i, I totally get i totally get the uh you know the the question of the manager because 
you know, we, we're not doing as well as we, we we hoped. We're not doing as well as maybe um, some thought we might do. Obviously, we've got predictions at the start, start of the season, didn't we? We had high hopes for the season. So mm-hmm. they're, they're still there. We just need to rediscover that form we had last season that got us out of that, that rut we had and see if we can get ourselves out of that rut and this rut and see if we can and go forward. Because I'd love nothing more than the Rauer to, to turn this around himself and, and, and be the man to take us into the playoffs this year. But if, it, if it's not him, then... Then with someone else, I don't know. As you said, it's hard, isn't it, to, to think of a manager mm-hmm. to replace him? I mean, I think my only pick really would be someone like Chris Wilder. Yep. But then yep. again, it's hard because you know he did it at Sheffield United, but could he do it at, at someone else's club like Neil Harris? He could do it at Millwall, but couldn't do it at Cardiff. So hard one, isn't it? Uh, another conceptual one where you mentioned Neil Harris. There, I think um, the same Jack Clark earlier uh, last night put, "Would you take Neil Harris back?" <laughs> I mean, for myself. I think as a manager, especially once he's been and gone, you'd only get him in in a doomsday scenario. And we're not in a doomsday scenario as much as we can feel like it is. You know, we've lost two games, we've drawn two, when it gets a win, we've only scored four goals in four games. I don't think it's doomsday just yet, is it, Kai? I mean, we don't just press the panic button just yet. We give the manager time because we're not a sacking club traditionally. We wouldn't get rid of a manager after 10 games. We wouldn't probably get rid of him after 15 games, to be honest. Berylson's obviously loyal to his staff, loyal to his manager. But what I, what I was thinking about is, obviously, yesterday, after the defeat, I was thinking, you know what? Like, we've had a tough start to the season, QPR. But then I look at QPR, they got turned over by Barnsley. Yes, Oh, they drew 2-2 in the end, didn't they, yesterday? Yeah. They were 2-0 down at one point. I look at Blackburn, probably should have won that game. And then you think Fulham and Cardiff. Fulham are above us, in a sense, playing style, budget-wise, players-wise, everything there to be seen, really. And then Cardiff are quite similar to us. But then I think, OK, that's a tough start out of the way. You get Blackpool, but then you've got West Brom and Swansea away after the international break. It's not going to get any easier. And I think it just highlights in the championship that it's not so much about what you, how you play or if they've got better players or not. You just need to compete on all levels. You need to be on your game. And if it's not technically there, it's fine. But win your headers, win the set pieces, win defensively, battle and keep your edge there. Because our edge is obviously our physicality and our setup defensively. Yeah, and if we do that, we probably don't concede three goals, you know, yesterday. So, you know, it's it's a difficult one. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a hard time. It's only four games in and we've got to remember that. Um, but, you know, it's it's hard when it gets to this stage of the season in four games and, and you haven't we haven't won yet. Normally, we're used to normally winning first or second game, aren't we? We're quite good normally early doors. Um, we have been over the last two, three years. Um, I know sometimes we haven't been, but um, we were very good last year early doors. So, you know, can we can we now turn it around and try and get a win? You know, on sat on you know, firstly starting with a cup, we'll see see some fringe players and stuff, and then on Saturday, can we can we beat Blackpool and and um, and and play at the Millwall way and and work hard and and battle and show a bit of quality, you know, as well as composure, get players on the ball, you know, knock it around, keep the ball a bit more, and and, and try and impose our game on Blackpool. Play wide, use your wingers, skillful attackers, balls into the box, cause havoc, midfielders rushing into the box. Savile loved it in a four four two when he was last here with Harris. I'm not suggesting it's the way forward. I'm just saying, you know, it's got to be an option route. It's got to be thinking about this morning. And I mean, I don't think I'd want to be routing this scenario, but at the same time, it's, I'm just intrigued to see what he comes out with next, to be honest. I mentioned, um, obviously, Thompson, I'd give him a go. What, what's, what does Billy Mitchell need to do to get a game? I thought Mitchell was hotly anticipated and highly rated by the manager, but he's not really featured just yet this season, has he? I think he come on and won some appearance, maybe, maybe two. Um, I think he came on last week against QPR and the same against Blackburn. Aside from that, Six minutes total time, game time from uh, Billy Mitchell. Yeah, and he was in my team, wasn't he? On um, when I, well, I think it was Friday, I think it was, you know, or Saturday. I, I, de- I definitely think 
he, he should have he should have featured against Cardiff on Saturday. Um, you know, he gives us a little bit more. You know, um, you know, I think his energy, his enthusiasm, but also Billy Mitchell's got a lot of class on the ball as well. Um, mm-hmm. He's not just a he's not just a, a winning a winning the ball sort of player. He's, he, when he gets it, he's very good on it as well. So um, I'd love to see him start next Saturday. Um, you know, him and you know, I don't know, Keith or him and uh, obviously Lennon won't be there, but him or Evan, someone like that. Um, in the middle, show a bit of fight, show a bit of determination and grit, and and, and try and try and you know br- bring us bring a performance to excite the fans. And if you do that, then you know then you'll go one step to, to hopefully winning the game. You've got obviously you know I, I understand the criticism of Thompson. We've seen him in the championship. He had a good run of, after his loan spell at Portsmouth, who he's constantly hit with now. But afterwards, you saw his form dip, and ultimately last season, a lot of people said he's not good enough for the championship. Fine, no problem. But I didn't think us having Keith and Bell's Evans, Savile would jeopardise Mitchell's game time. Personally, I, I'm a bit surprised by that, and hopefully, it's you know maybe he could change it up on the next Saturday, like we said. And obviously, we've got the cup game on Tuesday, and then hopefully, we get the opportunity to kind of see what he's about. And obviously, he takes the opportunity. I suppose uh, we're going to end up part one here, Kai. Uh, we'll talk about part two about our game next week. I mean, it's a cup game on Tuesday, um, and we'll be back in a sec. So welcome back to part number two. I mean, Kai, we were just talking there saying, you know, we feel like we've just we've bashed a team there, a negative uh, 25 minutes in the first part there. But I think it's important to capture what a lot of people are thinking right now. And I know it's only four games and I'm the same. I put a tweet out last night saying it's just four games. But it's it's difficult, isn't it? When you see your team lose and, you know, and you don't compete, it, you've got to capture the kind of general consensus of the fans, I suppose, haven't you? Yeah, and you know that's that's what it is. It's a you know it's about it's about trying to to, to gauge how the fans are feeling. And as a fan myself, and, and you're a fan yourself, you know we we know how we feel. And I think the, the general consensus around the club is probably the same. We're 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 frustrated. We're disappointed a little bit at the moment. You know things. You know at the start of the season with Blackburn and QPR, you know games didn't quite go for us. But yeah, Fulham were very very good. And yesterday we were just I thought we were just out full. So you know so far it's been not a great start to the season. It's been okay. But not, it's not been okay. Actually, it's been not, not a great start. Um, but <laughs> I was going to be positive then. I thought, no, no, no. I'll let you be positive. That. Go on. You try to be positive. Tell me how you can be positive. I'll try right? and be positive. So I, so I'm going to go with it's not been a great start. But you know, I think game against Black, Black, Blackpool is really important. You know, if we win that game, then we go into the international break. You know, feeling a lot better about ourselves. Then you know, come out of the international break and we face a really good side in West Brom and then Swansea. So you know, but quite quickly. We could have won, you know, two two games, and I'm not going to say I'm not saying I'm not going to stand here and say we're going to beat West Brom because I don't. You know, it's a really tough game, and I take a, is it away? Is that, is that game away? Which one? Sorry, West Brom. Yeah, yeah, West Brom's away first game. Yeah, back see, I, see, I, I take a, I take a point every day there. So <laughs> you know that. See that that's that, I'm not saying we're going to beat. We're not going to win that game. I'm not going to say we're not we're going to win that game because you know if we got three points there, that would be brilliant. But you know, it's just about. It's not even. It is about the points, but it's just about seeing the team work a little bit harder and show a little bit more um, grit and, and determination. If they if they show that and we still go down to these teams like West Brom and, and Swansea and Fulham and play teams like that, then fair enough. But, you know, we need to show a little bit more. And, and if we do, then I think we'll be fine. So we come up on Tuesday in the Cup. Obviously, you know, one bright spark of our season is we're still in the, Cap- uh, the Carabao Cup. I was going to say Capital One. It's had about three or different names, hasn't it? It's time, the yeah. Cup, uh, in the last 10, 15 years. But, you know... The Cambridge United side that won 3 0 on Saturday against Burton. I'm not suggesting they're going to come here and do the business against us, but I think it's a real opportunity to, you know, like we mentioned, Billy Mitchell, you know, 
players like that to kind of come into the side and show what they're about to try and get into the side next Saturday. And also, you know, I think in this scenario, we've got to take it a game at a time, haven't we? Where, you know, we focus on getting a good performance in and hopefully we can carry that into Saturday against Blackpool, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think if we can get a win there, I know it's just a cup. I know it's just, you know, it's against the League One club. No disrespect to Cambridge. They're a good side. You know, they've, they've got promoted. They've done well. Um, if we can if we can get the win there, you know, move on to, to Saturday, and that's positive. And, and, and you know, Every, you know, we've got to be we've got to be realistic with our aims this year. Um, you know, I'd love nothing more than us to get promoted. And I think you know we can we can get playoffs if we if we can turn this around. But it's it's all about building blocks. And if we can, we can win on Tuesday night, that'll give us a bit of confidence going into Saturday. If we can win on Saturday, that gives us two wins. I know, I know, albeit one was a Carabao Cup match, but gives us two wins going into the international break. What sort of side are you expecting on Tuesday? I think for me, I'd probably see a few changes. George Long probably goes in goal, who, you know, I don't think Bielkowski was at fault for any of the goals yesterday, but there is questions being asked by some of the fan base of Bielkowski, suggesting maybe, you know, the Fulham game, a couple of weak shots, maybe near post, he should have got to at least maybe one of them. Um, for me, obviously, he's still number one, by not by a country mile. I think Long looks a good goalkeeper, both footed, supposedly, you know, good distribution as well. Uh, but, what, yeah, I mean, is there, do you think it's valid, the questions over Bielkowski at the minute? Um... It's hard, isn't it? I mean, he's been brilliant for us. I think it's really hard to to, to question him. Um, and I personally don't, you know, see anything. Or I, I mean, on on Tuesday, I did question he sh- the the first goal. I get off Mitrovic. I thought that maybe he could do it down a little bit better with that. That's more reaction. Second goal was was well drilled at him. Uh, obviously, blew past him at his near post. That was hard. Uh, but maybe he could have done a little bit better for the first goal. But yeah, I think he up. Uh, in the in the second half, he definitely kept us in it with with a couple of really good saves. So you know, for me, Bart's still our number one. But I'd like to see George Long start on on Tuesday night. Back four, well, back four or five, whichever way we go. I'd like to see a four. I guess I guess it's important to start Romeo, isn't it, to give him a little bit more match fitness. You know, considering yep. Danny's out for six weeks. Um, uh, I'd like to see Alex Mitchell start. Nice. Um, Never know. Like to see him start. I think it's important to give him a go, you know, especially with Hutch being out. If the centre backs aren't, you know, doing doing their doing the business and doing the stuff they need to be doing, you know, do we then try and you know change it up and because Mitchell you've got nothing to lose. Mitchell was brilliant on Ireland at Romney last year. I know it's only the National League, but them sort of games are, you know, they're 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 feisty. They're, there's competition, and maybe that's exactly what we needed yesterday. Um, so I go with Mitchell at the back. Uh, Centre back's hard, isn't it? You're staying Mitchell, right? But we both know it's gonna be Alex Pierce, right? Alex Pierce is gonna probably play yeah. Tuesday now. He's not played this yeah. season yet. Probably a good opportunity to put him in, have a solid game, and probably warm him up for the Saturday against Blackpool when he gets roasted. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I love I love Pierce the bits. I think he's he's obviously a born leader, gets the dressing room intact, had a solid career playing in the Premier League, undoubtedly a really good central defender in his time. I just think he's fallen off a cliff personally at Mill, but that's for me to have my opinion on. But yeah, I agree with you. Mitchell will be an interesting one. I'd love to see Mitchell, maybe Cooper, or Mitchell and Wallace, or I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's hard one, isn't it? You're right. Yeah. It's like, I, I agree with you on the back four though, because I'd love to see Romeo play right back. I'd love to see Wallace play in front of him. I'd persevere with Wallace, and you need to get him into form. We haven't really spoke about him yesterday, but he flattered to the sieve again. Two games running. What do you think Wallace is thinking though? Like with this run of form, with the fans, I feel like the fans and the club. And the playing squads, the first game of season QPR was together. The solidarity was there. You play against Blackburn, a good atmosphere. Don't get the win. 
and it's like it's on the knife edge, isn't it? And then you lose to Fulham at home. Like I said to you about how obviously the two first home games of the season. It's like for the club, like I think the fans need to be on side with this squad, don't they? And it's it's hard. And if you're Wallace, are you thinking this is kind of why I don't want to sign my contract? I'm just going to keep playing well for myself and hopefully get my move that I want, my dream move. Well, that's the thing. I think that I think that Wallace showed that um, you know against Fulham on on Tuesday night. I didn't think Wallace Jed played very well at all. Um, and I think that that just shows you, though, doesn't it? I think with the with the Fulham side. Um, you know, if he can't, you know, perform against, I mean, Fulham were brilliant in that first half against us. They, they ripped us to bits. But, you know, with 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 Jed, if Jed, you know, there's there's nothing there on Tuesday night for Marco Silva and Fulham to go and think, well, let's go and sign Jed, you know. And that they're the sort of club that would, would need to be need to come in for him because they're the sort of club right now that would have the money for him right now. I know at the end of the season, he'd you know, be out of contract and it'd be free. But right now, that's the sort of club he wanted to leave now. That'll be his club. You know, there's someone like that to go to, you know, with a bit of money. Sheffield United or another club like that, I guess. So teams coming down from the Prem, you know, and there's nothing to to show Marco Silva and Fulham or West Brom and Sheffield United that Jed could cut it in, in that sort of team. And, you know, with the quality that Fulham had with Decadova Reed, Harrison Ream at right Reed out, uh, you know, they still had, they've just brought that uh, Flamengo striker in for 8 million. No Harry you know, Wilson either. Yeah, you're right. No, no Harry Wilson in, you know, there's no nothing to, you know, what where, where would Jed be in that sort of size, you know? And, I think Jed's best option right now is is to stay with us, you know, try and turn this around, try and turn this form around, and try and try and finish the season, you know, try and get this, try and get us up into the you know near, nearest the playoffs. It's only early early doors. We can easily turn this around if we if we're quick about it, and you know, and, and get up there and see and see what the see what it brings. So yeah, I think that's probably what Jed, what Jed will probably do because I don't think at the moment any club's going to come in and spend. You know what, what? What? What's needed? We've had this debate so many times, haven't we? How much yeah, Jed is worth? But you know, but what? How much is he worth? Don't you know? That's for the clubs to decide. But you know, I don't think any club's going to come in and, and pay it right now. Come on, then. I'll give you my level, and you give me yours. All right. So this is to win the the, the fans over. With that in mind, I'm going to go George Long and goal. Marlon Romeo right back purely because there's no other option now, unfortunately. Um, I mean. We'll talk about Romeo probably another show later on down the line if this continues that the off-field stuff of him. Um, central defence, I'd go with Alex Mitchell and Jake Cooper. Left-back Murray Wallace, give Malone a, a, a night off. He's done okay, Malone, done nothing wrong. Probably would play on the Saturday against Blackpool for me. I'd play 4-4-2, Jed Wallace on the right. I'd have Billy Mitchell and Ben Thompson in the middle. Let's go a Mill, Mill kind of themed uh, team here. Uh, left wing of Conor Mahoney. And up front, I'd go with a Phoebe and Matt Smith. 4-4-2, balls into the box. I'd maybe say Murray Wallace out and Tienta in. Give Tienta that's a go. That's what I was going to say, yeah. But I, I, I'll say Murray Wallace so that you can have something different in your side. But that's my 4-4-2 team of Long, Romeo, Mitchell, uh, Cooper, Wallace. Wallace again. <laughs> uh, Mitchell, yeah. Thompson, Mahoney, Smith and a Phoebe. That's my team. 4-4-2 for Tuesday in the Cup. Try win the fans over, comprehensive mill performance, comfortably win it and send us home two or three thousand. That'll be there, somewhat happy. What are you going to go with? George Long and Goal, uh, Marlon, Alex Mitchell, yeah, Cooper probably the same, and Tegedja, a left back. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Mitchell, definitely start to start. Um, it's difficult. I- I'd like to throw in under 23 somewhere, someone else, I know Tegedja as well, but. I'd like to throw in another on 23, but I'll probably have to stick with like someone like Keith or Evans, probably go with Evans. You know, I know he didn't, he played yesterday, but we'll throw in Evans and then we'll go Jeb Wallace. Um, on, or even, even you could even play Conor Mahoney on the right. Yeah. And you could bring in someone like Nana Boateng on the left. Interesting. Yeah. 
because I think it's important to see these sort of players. Um, but but for the purpose of, of trying to, you know, obviously going full out to try and win the game and get a bit of confidence, but we'll go Jeb Wallace and Conor Mahoney. Yep. And then I go Benicophobi and oh, Bradshaw, I'm not sure. Bradshaw or Smith. It's difficult because, you know, you want Smith to be fresh for Saturday if you're going to play him 90 minutes. And you know, I guess if, if you're going to play him 90 minutes, you probably have to play Bradshaw on, on Tuesday night. And Fabian and Bradshaw might be quite an interesting pair. So, yeah, that's my. I'll go with that. Very interesting, mate. I like the team. Um, Sean O'Brien should also probably get a notable mention. I think yeah. he's done really well, hasn't he? You've seen him in the 23s a couple of times and he looks a solid player, maybe featured from the bench. I think, yeah, it's it's obviously not an important result on Tuesday, but I think the performance has got to be there. And also, I think he's just got to offer some of the fringe players that haven't really got a chance to look in yet. We mentioned Mitchell there. Just, you know, an opportunity to come in and show what they're about, really. And obviously, you want to see some bright sparks to have some confidence going into Saturday as well, I feel like. Um, did you see Tyler Bury got two and two for Hartlepool? Yeah, that's good, isn't it? It's good to see that, though. It's really good to see, yeah. I, I wouldn't say he was a championship winger, not to criticise him, but I think he's playing a further advanced role there by the looks of things. And obviously, he's got two and two now, League Two. But obviously, you don't know that these players play consistently week in, week out. And he's obviously showing his bit there at uh, Hartlepool. Obviously, seems like a good match for him, despite the fact that Hartlepool was miles and miles away. Um, <laughs> but he seems to be doing okay there. But yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much everything from me today, Kai. You got anything else you want to add before we go? No, just hopefully we can turn this form around and... And you know, start to to come back up, climb back on the table. Yeah, that's it, mate. And I think obviously Mason Bennett. I think they've not really said anything. Was there an update on him yesterday from anyone in the press conference? Or uh, no, no, there wasn't much. Uh, I think he's just out for. I think it was after the international, first international break. Yeah. So international breaks very soon. So hopefully we'll have him maybe potentially for the West Brom game if if that's if that was true. Yeah, I think we could do with something a bit different in that forward line. And obviously, we've been linked with a striker. Um, I saw a link about uh, was it Luke Freeman the other day was going around, wasn't it? I don't know where, where yeah. that subject came from, but I saw a couple of tweets online about Luke Freeman potentially. He could be something different, wouldn't he, Kai, if it was a player to come in that kind of offer something different? Yeah, he could, he could you know, give us give us a bit more creativity. He was good for QPR um, back in, you know, about two, three years ago. Signed for Sheffield United for quite big money, I think it was, wasn't it? And then, you know, he went up loan to Forest, I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't do brilliant, but um, you know we'll we'll have to see. But you know it could be a good signing. Tend would probably myself probably prefer a, a striker to come in the door to partner a phobie. Um, but we'll have to see what happens. Talking about getting our own like garden in check, so to speak. I didn't think I'd see not the Forest and Sheffield United in the bottom two. I mean, it's proven this season that there is no easy game and it's the championship, isn't it? You obviously got two or three teams. I think Sheffield United will be up there. They just obviously need to get their kind of self in check and obviously recover from that relegation. Obviously, last season, it was really, really disappointing and morale's obviously quite low there. But you look at the championship as a whole, mate, and obviously top of the league, you've got Fulham after four games and West Brom. And I know it's only after four games, but then you've got Stoke, Coventry, Queen's Park Rangers, Cardiff. You know, the other two, Bournemouth and Sheffield United, obviously just flat to deceive a little bit there. I think Bournemouth should have won yesterday and chucked away a two-goal lead against Blackpool, of all teams, um, who we got next Saturday. But, it, you know, it just shows that there's a few clubs in there that are not really kicking off this, a lot of teams that a lot of people anticipated. Yeah, and even teams like Huddersfield, who, you know, lost the first game, lost 5-1 to Fulham, they bounced up with two wins. So, you know, it just shows you that form can turn around really quickly and, you know, two, you know Huddersfield can get two wins in two games, no disrespect to them, but... But no doubt we can do it too. I like your positivity, mate. That's a nice way to end the show here, I think, today anyway. If you're um, watching on YouTube, be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you're new. Leave some comments below. Like I said, it'd be great to see what you guys think. And obviously, don't hold back. Just say as it is. It's a venting place here at the minute. It's a safe space. Um, so say your piece and let us know. Uh, check out our website, thatmillpodcast.co.uk. Mickey's put a lot of work into that. Who wasn't here today, we've not mentioned that. But uh, Mickey's missed three shows now out of, what, nine now? So... 
Mickey, mate, I think we're going to start uh, operating some fine systems in place here for you uh, at this rate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also check out our socials at That Mill Pod. If you're listening on audio, be sure to leave us a review. It's greatly appreciated. And yeah, I guess that's it, Kai. We'll be back on probably Thursday, won't we, with uh, hopefully some positivity to lead us into Blackpool game, right? Absolutely. Fingers crossed. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys, and see you soon. RV. Oh, doctor, isn't there anything you I'm can do? I'm not a miracle worker, Sheila. I'm an RV surgeon, trained to save the lives of large injured recreational vehicles, which is definitely a real profession. When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. With bills to pay and debt piling up, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. Personal loans through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track financially if eligible. Our secure application process allows you to customize the terms that work for you and your budget. So check your eligibility today without affecting your credit score and help get your finances back on track. NetCredit, a more personal, personal loan. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.